0: Hello and welcome to the Cybersec Study audio podcast for the new eight domain CISSP exam. This is Domain One, Episode Three, entitled Security and Risk Management. You're listening to the free version of this episode, which does not include all of the content that's available in the full version of this episode. Located on the website at www.cybersecstudy.com So let's begin. Informational note number three. If you can't detect it, you can't protect it. If you can't detect all of the threats and vulnerabilities within your organization, then you have a false sense of security. Term number nineteen types of security controls. Security controls can be grouped into types and they perform different functionalities which include prevention, detection, correction, deterrence, recovery, and compensation. There are security controls designed to prevent bad things from happening. For example, a toll gate. There are security controls that just detect that something bad has happened. For example, a speed camera. Corrective security controls have the ability to detect something bad happening and stop it from happening. For example, automatically closing the port in a router that the email server uses to send and receive email messages when you suspect an email virus. Warning banners and beware of dog signs try to deter a person from doing something bad. Term number 19.1 Deterrent The deterrent security controls are intended to discourage a potential attacker. Security is usually intended to work in the background so that users are not aware of its existence. A deterrent, however, is something that you want all of your users to be aware of, so that it can prevent them from doing something bad, like a warning banner. Term number 19.2, preventative. The preventative security controls are intended to avoid or prevent an incident from occurring. A preventative control could be something that you implement because you've seen or heard of something bad happening. You know that a threat exists because you've seen it in action. Preventative security controls could also be bad things that you've never seen or heard of. You're simply trying to anticipate a potential threat. Term number 19.3 Detective If you can't detect it, you can't protect it. If you can't detect weaknesses and threats to your environment, then you have a false sense of security. Term number 19.4 Corrective If you were unsuccessful at preventing an incident, but successful at detecting it, You must now implement, change, or supplement the controls that did not prevent the incident. Term number 19.5 Recovery After the undesirable incident has occurred, implement corrective actions to restore the resources and capabilities. For example, if your corrective action was to disconnect a system from the internet, Once you've resolved the issue, you can recover the internet connection. I don't think that recovery should be grouped with the other types of security controls. I think that it performs the same function, maybe, as corrective controls. Term number 19.6. Compensating. With this term, think of a man with a red Corvette or a bodybuilder who's compensating for a lack of something. If you can't buy an automated audit log management tool to review audit logs in near real time, then you must compensate by reviewing the logs manually. Compensating controls provide an alternative measure of control. Term number 19.7 Directive. Controls designed to specify acceptable rules of behavior within an organization. Directive controls provide users with the general guidelines they must follow if they are to be permitted access to information or systems. For example, a security policy document. Informational note number four. Your first concern should be to prevent a security breach. But since we can't prevent everything, you must be able to quickly detect a security breach. You must then be able to take corrective action. These three things work together. Preventative, detective, corrective. Term number 20, control classes. Security controls or safeguards, the things that are implemented to protect systems and information, are grouped into three classes. Term number 20.1, Administrative Controls. Examples of administrative controls include things like performing background checks on employees before hiring them, developing and publishing security policies, and implementing security awareness training. Term number 20.2, technical controls. Examples of technical controls include password management, event log auditing, firewalls, and antivirus. Term number 20.3, physical controls. Examples of physical controls include things like locks on buildings and doors, fire suppression systems, fences, or security guards. Concept number one risk based process. If you've spent a reasonable amount of time in or around the information technology field, I'm pretty sure that. You've heard of this phrase before. Most organizations will say, we take a risk-based approach to information security. But what does that really mean? Within the process of security management, the safeguards and controls that you implement to protect systems and data should be chosen after an assessment of risk. If upper management determines that the risk from not having antivirus software installed on all of their systems, if they consider this risk is greater than the risk of not having a mechanical lock on the door to the computer room, then you would purchase the antivirus software before purchasing a mechanical lock. Informational note number five. Data is an asset, just like buildings, equipment, and people. Informational note number six. Risk can never be completely removed. But of course, that statement is not made to suggest that you shouldn't do anything from a security perspective. The objective is to set in place as many roadblocks as possible to prevent a casual intruder, or to make it difficult for a more experienced intruder in such a way that they'll be encouraged to go after easier targets. That concludes the free version of this episode. To purchase the full version of this episode and all of the other episodes for all eight domains, which contain more additional content for just $1 an episode, go to the website at www.cybersexstudy.com. You can purchase a USB drive with all of the full audio versions or download them instantly. You can also sign up for a two-week online or on-site boot camp for just $500 dollars with my guarantee that you'll pass the exam the first time or I'll give you a full refund.